and welcome to this episode of Turkish TV Time. Today we're talking about Atiye slash The Gift, season two, episode three, where shit finally starts to go down in this new alternate reality. And we got some real National Treasure vibes and I loved it. Um, so very excited to talk about all that stuff with you guys. Uh, I'm not drinking any tea, but we just had a long off mic conversation about chocolate and now I'm really craving chocolate. So that's a bummer. Indeed a bummer. Anybody have tea? I have wine. Okay. Wow. Wine and chocolate. You are having an elegant evening. (laughs) Look at you. (laughs) I'm having a decadent evening. (laughs) That's awesome. I had I had tea approximately one hour ago. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even lying every time I say that. I, I don't know if I believe you anymore, Anthony. <laughs> no, I did. I had some around seven. So an hour ago. It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. Well, with that huge disappointment, <laughs> Sophia is going to tell us what happened in this episode. Okay, let's go. So um, in the previous episode, for once now, I can remember what happened last episode because we recorded only a couple of days ago. (laughs) Um, But we have Ati in this alternate universe and she's trying to fix up her parents again. Slash the family. What what even is Sardar and Ozan's last name? I don't even know, but that family is crazy. Anyway, Um, we start this episode with, wait, who's this lady? <laughs> oh, so we have like some sort of flashback to when Erhan was a child and the earthquake um, where his mother, I think the only one who died was his mother, right? Mm-hmm. The dad was able to save the rest of the people. Mm-hmm. So clearly he's like traumatized by this event because he has these flashbacks. Um, and so, oh, Atiye last time followed Nazim into his apartment and Nazim was like, I have a huge secret that I'm going to reveal now. So he starts revealing kind of his secret. And one part is that that earthquake some, somehow triggered the whole pregnancy thing. The n- people not being able to get pregnant or dying during childbirth. And basically he had made some discoveries in the caves, but um and he has his notebook that's been such an important part of, of other episodes. And he, I think he also reveals how he survived, like how he saved his wife and his kids from the earthquake. And so he's like, okay, we need to find this cave. And he's, he reveals that Zuhre said, Erhan will find the door to the cave and then Atiye will open the cave, right? Something like that, mm-hmm. something along those lines. Yeah. So now we have a purpose and now we have a new symbol. Um, that's not the Atiya symbol, some sort of very normal looking spiral. That's <laughs> <laughs> very easy to confuse if you ask me. So it turns out that someone had followed Atiye um, when she followed Nazim. And this man follows them to the door and knocks on the door, which is very bad following if you ask me. So he follows this 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 person, I mean Atiye. And Atiye, um, he knocks on the door. So Nazim's like, leave. Um, and he, so this guy knocks on the door, he opens the door, he's like, Who are you? What are you looking for? And the guy's like, No, I'm whatever, I'm just looking for a girl, I think he says. 
And then we hear him on the phone to Sardar being like, yeah, the girl's here, but now I can't find her. She's lost now, <laughs> which classic. So then we have Ozan looking at the video and trying to figure out who Atia is. If you ask me, I feel like he's attracted to her. Maybe I'm crazy, but I feel like he's kind of into her. Agreed. And so then Atia goes to Erhan's apartment kind of to, so she basically gives herself the mission to convince him to continue his search and to like figure all this shit out. So he's doing that. And she's like trying to tell him like, why do you think it's not working out? Why do you think your tunnels keep collapsing? It's because like you're not searching in the right place or I don't even remember what she said. But basically she's like, you need to keep searching. You need to keep doing this. And here's the notebook. Here's your dad's notebook. I found it. And she's like revealing all this important information. And then she realizes that he goes into another room to call Sardar. Well, I'm assuming it's Sardar. We don't know who it is. Um, So then he has this flashback of when his father saved him and Elif. And then the father gets beaten up and like dragged out of the car. So that's what we had seen the previous episode. But as to what you had said, I feel like he it's probably it would probably be possible that the dad the dad got killed by this mob because we don't know what even happened to him with this mob anyway. But the kids, I don't even know how the kids survive. They're just like staring at the car. And then Melek is in the hospital and Setup is missing from the hospital because it turns out she got called by the police, aka Mustafa, to answer some questions and like to do some interrogations. Um, and Melek is like super upset about it, I guess, because like she kind of assumes that that means that Setup's going to be able to do something to Ozan. Or, like, disrupt her family somehow. That's my conjecture. Um, so, Ati is helping Erhan still. And there's this little girl, like, laughing. Um, and the little girl, I guess, is kind of, like, a sign of where she should go is kind of what I'm thinking. So, they start, like, deciphering the symbols. Um, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's a fertility symbol. Um, kind of trying to understand what that's, like, how that spiral ties in with everything else. And... We have our friend Sardar with his barbecue model doing who knows what um, and talking to those weird aliens. Um, And then Ozan like weirdly walks in and I don't know, it seems like he kind of heard the aliens. We don't know. So Ozan for once is not drunk, um, but he's very curious about what's going on. And then that scene happens, which I told in the wrong order, but basically, um, Erhan is calling someone to re- to relay all the all the things he's been finding with Atia, and Atia is like, "No, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not having this." And she takes a notebook and leaves. So then, set up and Mustafa are having a conversation, and he's trying to figure out who she is. And basically, it turns out that a current well, first we know that video where she's like doing that whole protest thing in the mine, and then apparently, like, there's some records. Oh no, that's not, that's not happened yet. So they're having this whole conversation about, you know, like what's her deal. And, and she's thanking him for getting her out of the mental hospital and they have a nice little conversation, whatever. I guess it's the start of their love. And so then um, Nazim and, and, um, and Ati are trying to figure out, you know, what's the next step with what they need to find in order to get to the right cave. And so they go to the library at the university that's apparently hundreds of years old, but I doubt that because that thing looks pretty new. Um, so basically it seems like she's following this little girl because we hear her laugh and then we hear like the doors creaking and stuff. So 
she's basically following this little girl and they find like this very old library passage and they move the book. They, they find this very old book that's very, very dusty um, and even has like rocks in it somehow. <laughs> and so then they uncover these two signs on the floor and they're trying to figure out like, you know, what they are. It turns out Erhan walks into the building at that point and well, they continue their search and they find these two giant symbols on the ground. And then we have Serdar and Melek is like really upset asking her, asking him if he knows why Serap is gone and where she could be and all this stuff. And because, okay, my intuition again is that she feels that her family is going to be threatened. Her kid's going to be threatened. So she has to do something about it. And, and Serdar is like laughing it off, like as if it were no big deal. But as soon as she leaves, he calls someone and is like, you need to find Sarah immediately and like bring her to me. So they find these two figures on the ground. And okay, this is where I got a little lost. Like, how did they know that one figure was Cappadocia and the other one was Gobekli Tepe? I have no clue. But basically, like they're united um, through something in the middle. And Nazim like mentioned that it's probably because there's the tunnels from Gobekli Tepe lead to other parts of uh, like to other places, probably Cappadocia. The Cappadocia thing was there was like a little drawing of the fairy chimneys next to one of the ends of the uh, oh. logo. So that's I I think she I don't know how she knew it was good back to tip, but maybe like she just knew from like prior experiences. But okay, the other end was yeah had the little fairy chimneys dr- drawn next to it. Gotcha. So then Sarah falls asleep and Mustafa like covers her with a little blanket. And then he gets a call from someone from his office who's like, this woman died when she was 16, according to her records and something's forged. And this is very strange. Like, who is this woman, basically? And so then Erhan decides to leave um, Atie. And he, you know, he, she's like, are you really leaving? Like, we're in the middle of discovering something. Um, and she kind of wanted his dad to have a conversation with him, but his dad like didn't want to. So he leaves and um, she's like, why are you leaving? And he's like, well, I'm getting married tomorrow. So sorry, this is like not my priority right now. So he leaves and then Atiyah like gets into it with Nazim's like, why aren't you there for your kids? Like, is this really the way you react when you see them for the first time in however many years? And he's like, I'm just scared. I'm a coward. Like, I can't do this. Um, I should have been there for them, whatever. Clearly, he has a lot of regrets. And he seemingly has been on the sidelines for all of these years. And he kind of, like, regrets it. So then we go to our dear friend, Elif, who's taking a pregnancy test and is very, very anxious about it. Because she wants it to be positive, but it's negative. Classic. As we know, like she feels like this pregnancy is the way to get um, Ozan to be with her forever, which we know is bullshit. So Atie is there for her when she's in the in her house, and she asks um, Atie to go with her to the wedding because, like, she's feeling alone and whatever, and the whole Ozan thing it seems, and. Basically, she also tells um, her that the Hannah relationship is, you know, bizarre. And, and she also calls her by her nickname, Atik, which is also like a huge thing for Atie because like it flashes her back and it reminds her that this is Elif, her, uh, Jansu, her sister. 
so then we're at the wedding um and Serdar and Melek are just like welcoming everyone and they have this little small talk and uh, Elif tries to tell Serdar and Melek that she's with Ozan and Ozan just like brushes it off and says that she's starting a men's collection <laughs> um so then we have Erhan who's clearly kind of doubting the wedding and kind of you know not being himself and they come out and they're all happy in theory um and so Atiyah comes and says hi to Serdar and he's kind of like I guess a little surprised by her boldness or at least that impression I have and when she touches him she realizes that he killed Elif and left her wedding ring there for for it well her engagement ring there for it to be like some proof against her um and so then she's talking to Ozan, who says, like, I can't stop thinking about you. Kind of like, who are you? What are you doing here? Yeah, it's kind of weird. And so then Erhan decides to go to the car and kind of, like, get drunk. I think he's having some sort of second thoughts. Um, so Atiyah comes out, tries to talk to him, um, introduces. Oh, no, he, he talks to his dad. And his dad's like, yeah, I'm your dad. Like. I feel shitty, like, but you need to trust Atiye. You need to do what she says. She's the person that you need to trust. Your family's not to trust. Um, and he's like, really? Like, you haven't seen me for all these years and that's the first thing you tell me? You know, that's kind of like very shitty. So, yeah. And we see that scene again when when he's alone with Elif in the hospital and he's clearly very traumatized by that. Mm, so then Erhan, like, doesn't give a crap about what they told him he kind of seems to go through with the wedding even though Atiya said like you know do not marry this girl which of course it didn't matter um and then Nazim um has a breakdown because he's like I fucked up clearly he was right when he said this to me and then Elif and Ozan have kind of like a blowout I guess she like publishes something about them being together um I'm not entirely sure what happened oh and she says she doesn't believe him because he's been lying for years about being with her and it's obvious he's never going to come clean even though he's promised her several times that he's going to come clean and she's just like very sad um and then there's erhan with with hannah and so atie arrives to see elif and elif's like she kind of destroyed her house and went crazy from her rage slash drunkenness um because she like broke up with sky and then Ati is like, oh, it smells really bad. What the fuck? And she starts throwing up in the trash can. And because this is a TV show and this is one of our favorite TV tropes, anytime a woman throws up, she's obviously pregnant because there's no such thing as food poisoning or obviously <laughs> any sort of thing. And so Elif immediately knows that she's pregnant. And so Ati flashes back to that night she had sex with Erhan. And she realizes that it's probably his baby. And that's the end of the episode. Yep. So, yeah, that happened. So now we're going to move on into our gossip slash banter slash spilling the non-existent tea section. Should we just start with the pregnancy thing? Because, oy. Because Sammy's 
can't not talk about it. <laughs> it needs to be discussed. Why? Why? I mean, I, I, as soon as they showed her like gagging a, a little bit at the wedding, I knew in my heart what was going to happen, but I still felt like, no, come on. Like she's literally in a different universe from the one she slept with Erhan. She hasn't slept with Erhan yet in this one. And I just didn't think she could possibly be pregnant, but I guess it's the same body though. Yeah. Yeah. I guess she'll just be more motivated now to solve the mystery. So that's good. Well, isn't it her unborn child who's like motivating her and like guiding her? Yeah. That's true. But somehow she's a certain age. Does that mean right. that the child died at that age or something? Right. We, as you put that horrible thought Dark. in our minds earlier. That's why I'm here. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's happened. <laughs> yeah. Also, I mean, that makes a lot of sense with the bloody stomach and bloody yeah. donut stomach. Yeah. I just. Oh, yeah. We need to see that again. No, at least one more time. Well, we do, <laughs> we we do because otherwise it would just be an open. Uh, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Um, I just hope it's not like now she's like physically feeble for the rest of the season, and we have to watch her like be sick all the time because I'm not interested in that. All the males are just like, oh no, sit down, Atia. Oh, yeah. no. we're getting some water. Oh my gosh, all the males are so dumb in the show. Yeah. Yeah, Nazim, I wanted to punch him when he was like, I'm scared. I was like, shut the fuck oh up. Oh my God. Yeah. So like that was the, another big thing that happened in this episode is that Nazim is a terrible person. We learned. Yeah. Yeah. He had so many yeah. opportunities. And then like Adhan was totally right in being pissed. Like you don't, you pretend to be dead for my whole life. And now you're rolling up here to tell me to trust this girl's basically a stranger, but like not to say anything else to me on my on wedding. my wedding day. Yeah, so that is so fucked up. I'm also kind of confused about the dynamic of that wedding because they come out together as if they're already married, but I feel like this show is this show, so they can't be married already, well, or are they married? I don't even know. In Turkey, you just have a government official have have them sign papers, so that government official is waiting for them. So yeah, they would come out together, sit at a table, sign the papers with witnesses, and then, like, a reception. So it's not like a church. Gotcha. Because okay. man was their Christian, but they're not. They're alienist. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but they had a chuppah, so maybe they're Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know how to explain that. That yard is beautiful, though. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Even yeah. the driveway was beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I would not want to uh, yeah. own it and deal with the landscaping bills and de- all of that, that thought, the amount of thought needed to take care of uh, a yard like that. But it's, a, it's like a nice hotel garden in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really pretty. Yeah, totally. Okay, I have a big question about the earthquake thing. Okay. Why does the earthquake thing cause the pregnancy thing? Okay, so I thought it was the other way around. I thought it was like the excavation caused both the pregnancy thing and yeah. the earthquake thing. Yeah, like a curse. Like right. the pregnancy thing is a curse. Oh. The earthquake was like the seismological consequences of poking around. Right, right, okay. right. Ooh. Like the wrong. wrong person poking around. Gotcha. So, so the dad was the one poking around, but then why was the whole village trying to kill him? Because he brought the press and like the media and 
um, uh, you know, he said the Turkish word he used was Hayat, so I'm assuming it's like other archaeological crews. I'm not sure how they no. it in English, but like, I don't know. Hayat just means crew, so I don't know like what kind of crew he meant. Oh. I presume it's archaeological. I thought it was because uh, they blamed him for the earthquake. Well, they do, but they blame him because they're aware that it's like, because Zuda is very influential that it's and cursed. they've always thought it was like a spiritual place. Uh, so they okay. they knew that it was, you know, these people trying to exploit the site that caused it, or that's what they were, that's what they assumed. And that he was just like bad luck or misfortune on them. And okay. the reason that the earthquake happened was because it's not Nazem's job to find it oh because it has to be Erhan right yeah. right oh okay and Erhan no, can't find sense. it until Atia shows up so uh, okay that makes sense but then there's something else I'm very confused about <laughs> why did they go to the university that looks relatively new to find some sort of ancient books and symbols I I think I, I, they didn't tell us this as far as I know, but I think the idea was that that's just happens to be where the observatory, Ottoman observatory was in the 16th century. Yeah, I, I would think it's not ancient. It's like right. Ottoman, like the door and stuff. Yeah, but it doesn't look that ancient. Come on. Ottoman isn't ancient. That's what I'm saying. We're saying the same thing. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but it doesn't look like it's from the 1600s. Oh, is that when it was supposed to be from? That's when they said, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, this is just me being annoying. <laughs> well, it's like natural. Wasn't the national treasure thing like <laughs> it was like ancient Egyptian treasure, and that shit was still like all in the Declaration of Independence. Yeah, so somehow, who knows? There's a lost ark. <laughs> okay, I guess that makes more sense. It still doesn't make that much sense because that university somehow is just at the center of everything. They only have the cool a certain amount of money the for their on-site shots, <laughs> and they paid for a day at the university, so this is what they're doing. <laughs> okay, yeah, I just, I, I just have another comment. Mostly, I mean, John Sue is like driving me nuts. <laughs> also, um, how is it that the only time that Serdar is dumb enough to get caught speaking with the aliens? Lozan is not drunk. I mean, he was probably still drunk. Are you sure, though? I feel like he wasn't drunk. <laughs> um, I assume he was drunk, but yes, the fact that Ozan is the one who got the drop on him is pretty funny. Ezgi, did they translate that exchange in the Turkish version? The alien exchange? Um, no, it just said that he was speaking... Uh, a Syrian Syriac, whatever. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, they didn't translate anything. But like, yeah. I know. So like, for Ertuğrul, like whenever somebody's speaking Arabic, there's just no translation because the Turkish translator who's working on the show is like, I don't fucking know what they're saying, <laughs> so it's just blank. <laughs> is there actual like plot stuff happening in Arabic, or is it the weird religious like? It's mostly Quranic scene? stuff, yeah. But yeah. sometimes there's plot stuff too. Okay. Oh, there's a really good new historical show out about um, like the the brothers who are known like collectively as Barbaros, like the sea, the naval oh. officers. 
with with the guy who plays as Toodle playing one of the brothers. It's so good. Oh There's my no gosh! Propaganda, even though it's on Terete, like the public channel. I <laughs> love so, it. Yes, uh, Engen Altai does. Yeah. Hat- yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely, yeah, we'll he's watch. Looking real hot in the pirate outfit. Oh God. <laughs> um. Maybe we should do that show next. <laughs> I mean, we're it's it's only. Okay four episodes in now so we could get caught up pretty the easily. Although, show, yeah it's unknown how how much you know what no. we'll go for it's also like the most expensive show ever made because it's like all on the water whoa <laughs> oh wow that's awesome it's a rule is like a hundred five hundred episodes yeah it's like it? 500 episodes is it good though oh it's so it's literally my favorite show ever are you serious wow. <laughs> i found it subtitled uh it's different yeah it's different than Karapada Ashka it's pro- yeah I like it more <laughs> really yeah wow I love I'm that like surprised. you know historical semi-fantasy type show it's really good interesting yeah excited for pirates <laughs> yeah um that's awesome okay Oh, okay. Also, yeah. we didn't. Sorry. No, go no, ahead. no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, go I was ahead. just going to say that Oder got a very sad death in this episode. Yeah. He didn't even get his oh face God. in it. <laughs> was he? In- oh, yeah. I was going to say, what happened? I, I, didn't at all. I can't remember. Has he been in any episodes so far? No. Yeah. Oh, wait. No. She, when she went to the college and he was, oh, the and he was in the Indiana Jones professor. Yeah. 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 So, so, like, they had the actors. So it's weird that they had like such a weird random maybe he's not dead oh he's not dying people who we think are dead that's true that's true that's not even a spoiler i I honestly don't remember a lot of things like at this point i don't remember anything that happens so Um, you guys i still think he's real sketchy so i wouldn't put it past him yeah agreed so so sadar not sadar sorry um nazim was never pronounced dead he like because Sadar was looking for him like at the hospital right Right. so he was just presumed dead because he never turned up right and that's how adoption works folks yes (laughs) man man with no connection whatsoever shows up and is like they are my family (laughs) (laughs) um yeah (laughs) Uh, Nazem is a huge asshole. Uh, I, I can't believe, like, it's a very interesting choice by the show, and I actually like it that there's not a better reason for him staying away than just that he's a shitty coward. You know, plausible. There's people. Yeah. And it's it's like a more human. I feel like that's pretty human. Yeah. Yeah. Than having like assassins after you or something. Yeah. Like that. I, I lol. This is just a random note. I just lol when Adhan was talking to Hannah and Atia, and Atia was like, "Hannah, are you fine with like Adhan? Like, I don't know, spending all this time, or was it, was it, was it Atia, or was it um, Adif? I don't know. Someone. It like, was Adif. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, are you, like, are you okay with your husband? Your now husband like playing with rocks all day and like not being home. And then I was like, I need to get some airs. Like, yeah. you are literally outside. <laughs> <laughs> Must go sit in driveway to yes. avoid my wife for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Hannah looked so fucking miserable when they were like under the huppa. It was ridiculous. Yeah, because she like was there to get paid and 
Now she's like married and shit. I know, <laughs> poor woman. And she didn't seem. Why to would have... they do that? I don't know. And uh, like, is okay. So this is another question I had: Is the relationship between Sardar and Hannah? Do you guys think it's similar to what he has with Melek? Because their relationship is really weird and it's getting more and more confusing to me why they're married. It's it's hard yeah. to understand who was like a who's just like in his pocket. Like I think Hannah's just like someone who in every timeline he's she's skilled and he's able to pay her to do like whatever evil mm-hmm. deeds. So like is it that? Like is are they just like paid minions or like does Medic really have like an emotional attachment? and like love for Sadler did at some point but it's like really weird because like you said like Medic it seems to just be feeding information to him about like everything that goes on it's really bizarre because that whole conversation about setup was also very weird because she's clearly like very frazzled and to me I mean as I mentioned in the recap like she's just worried that something's gonna happen to her son yeah is the impression that I got so but then Sorry? She took it so seriously. Right. Weirdly serious. But then he was like very weird like oh I have no clue what you're talking about. Who is this woman? You've like never talked about her with me which is a lie because she showed him the video and like he very well knows who she is. So it just it was weird of him to be so oblivious and so like nonchalant. Yeah and it's also weird that she's like so antagonistic towards him and like sure something is up even though we haven't seen anything like that. Like, what yeah. is their deal? I don't get it. Also, he wasn't on his little mach- his little tank the whole wedding, right? Right. I thought he was going to keel well, over at one point, but no such luck. Yeah. We know that he hates um, making a scene in public. Yeah. Oh, also, Melek was wearing black at the wedding. I That's what I said when I was watching, and my mom was like, it's, fan- it's a fancy black. I was like, it's a funeral black. <laughs> yeah i guess that's not a thing in turkey i don't no, know it is women like women wear like black you wear or, black like, too you know yeah, yeah yeah so that's a weird choice yeah, but like apparently since it was like and i and i agree like the style of the dress was not something i would wear to a funeral but like the color black it's just like oof. <laughs> yeah it's not good yeah also i think melek should spend a little bit more time like actually chatting with Ozan rather than like running around anxiously trying to prevent some <laughs> undescribed thing from happening to him because he is a fucking mess. God, his like un like unknotted, whatever you call it, the loose tie and the sunglasses <laughs> and his like slick black hair. Like, yeah. And then he like had the champagne, but then he also had brown liquor that appeared in his hand. <laughs> You're disgusting. He also like I was so scared when he went to um Elif's house I was sure she was gonna die yeah and then she got so upset that he was upset and I was like I know they are so uh, toxic it's unbelievable yeah but I think she's broken up with him which is good because I thought that he would probably murder her before that happened I don't know if they're broken up though because she was like apologizing to him as he stormed out oh god but she's drinking her ass off. I don't know. It felt like they broke up. Did you guys finally hear the music cues that I'm talking about when she's like 
screaming in the apartment and it's like the most dramatic music you've ever heard no, in your life. Notice. Oh my god. The show's a pretty dramatic show. I mean. Oh my god. It was so wild. <laughs> I did love the Sardar like blasting classical music staring out over his yeah. empire scene. That was good. Good music cue. What do you guys think about the whole thing about Setup dying when she was 16? You like a name switch with um what was the sister's name? Seher. Seher, yeah. Was she that oh. old when that whole thing went down? Uh she was I think Seher was like 14, yeah, or 16. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, then that must have been it, I guess. Oh, well, that's, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Wait, so, okay, I have another important question. Yeah. If Ati is pregnant in this universe, does that mean that she might die? Or do do the rules not apply to her because she's from another world? Then she technically doesn't exist. I think for the sense of urgency, yes, the rules apply, but... Hmm probably if she manages to get that door open not only will her pregnancy be fine but all other in progress mm-hmm. pregnancies will be fine um my other my, my question about the whole inter-universal pregnancy thing is if that baby were to have a dna test done would its dna match up with adhan in this oh i love that that's a really good question. They did not copulate in this timeline. And he's like, wait, I'm not the father. We never had sex. And she's like, bitch, here. Look yeah. at this DNA. Like, open your goddamn eyes, Adhan, <laughs> to other universes where we had sex. <laughs> where we had an, a passionate and intimate night of intercourse. Couch banging. <laughs> <laughs> and it was still a weird uh, Hannah relationship time. So nothing has changed yeah that, that's like a, a, a thing that's consistent across the universes is that hannah's trying to insert herself into his romantic affairs yeah much more successful this timeline though <laughs> okay also elif slash johnsu needs to go to the psychologist urgently oh my gosh for pregnancy obsession thing like it's yeah. just, i feel very concerned it's sick because it's not it's like has nothing to do with actually wanting a yeah. child or being able to care for a child it's just like a way of trapping ozan in their relationship which is so fucked up yeah super fucked up also fucked up when she is holding her pee stick in both hands and then does this with one of her hands touching like, <laughs> her <laughs> mouth and teeth yeah vile. she's biting her nails that's the very... least of her problems but that is also disgusting <laughs> yeah it, exactly it's just like further highlights that she should not have a child she doesn't have no basic hygiene yeah <laughs> also not having their shit together i was really mad at erhan this episode i just feel like he's giving me nothing to root for besides yeah. his like shutting dawson down which i was like fine. did he call his dad then with the news that sad that i mean with the news of the notebook yeah the notebook and the um library cave thing mm-hmm. like he did that right away yeah like, while she was still there dumb. very dumb yeah not cool erhan not cool did they explicitly confirm though that he called sad uh no so they didn't if there no, was like no, no. some ambiguity there like and maybe it was like a who pretended to be dead 
so they could be yeah sneaky. there's there's definitely ambiguity we they didn't see the other side of the said. phone yeah that's yeah. true that's true so i'm like and then if you're like pretending to be dead maybe this is i don't know why but does adam like no more trust Atia more than he's letting on i probably have too much faith in this character <laughs> could be just, and I was like, death was so unceremonious. I'm like, he's not actually dead. We it was so bad. It's embarrassing if that's how Uner is going out. Yeah. That would be good because I, I, need, I need some more, like, I need to be able to root for Erhan if he's going to be the yeah. co-star of this show. And I need more from Agreed. him. Agreed. Um, although he did look hotter this episode. They're getting better with the whole foundation. Thing. <laughs> I don't know. He, and his hair is relaxing, so I think. <laughs> his makeup is so so bad it's like really a lot of makeup like did he get like a tattoo on his face or something i don't know <laughs> no he just has a lot of makeup <laughs> he just ta- he tattooed his face to look like a tiger like that one guy and like just like a brother <laughs> so yeah. like, not till after the show no <laughs> <laughs> we got mustafa and setup's love shack uh <laughs> that was bizarre weird very weird she touched his hand she needs to work on her flirting game if she wants this whole connection to work because she just like makes really deep philosophical pronouncements so annoying (laughs) another inter-universal truth is that setup will always be super annoying yeah no matter like what kind of a persona she has like an obnoxious mom like harmful toxic mom or like spiritual guide <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's not like actively evil in this universe but I still yeah. dislike her just as much yeah. <laughs> oh Sophia when so when they're going into the library uh you said that <laughs> but like one of the books is filled with rocks or something <laughs> I think that was meant to demonstrate that the books are like falling apart because they've yeah, been I know but it was ridiculous <laughs> it was a little bit too much on the special effects thing yeah too much <laughs> All right, so now we're going to move on into our history section, uh, where we are going to be talking about the region Cappadocia, uh, its history, a little bit of fun facts, some tourist information, and then we're going to talk about why the hell it would be connected to Gebekli Tepe. Who wants to start? I can start because I don't actually have any theories about this other than Cappadocia being super old and everything else being super old and this kind of being a touristy promo for Turkey. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Cappadocia is a region in central Turkey. It's uh, very well known to tourists. It's like most, you know, foreign tour groups to Turkey will hit Istanbul and then go inland. Um, to otherwise kind of very rural, um, not very touristy parts of Turkey, except Cappadocia is very touristy. Um, So it's in multiple provinces. The main provinces that it uh, encompasses are Nevşehir, which is where actually the three of us flew into when we flew to Cappadocia, Um, Kayseri and uh, Nide, I would say, are the other two big ones. But um, Looking at a source that's definitely not Wikipedia right now, <laughs> we also have Aksaray, Kırşehir, 
Malatya and Sivas um, on the fringes. So it's, it's a very big area. Um, it was home to like everything else in Anatolia, every other part of Anatolia, like countless civilizations. Um, it's it, the reason it's so touristy is because one, the geography, there are these very unique um, eroded rocks and I, for, and I forget what kind of rock it is. Um, I think it's the soft rock is tufa. I don't know what the top rock is. Okay, okay. These, yeah, they're called fairy chimneys, but I don't know what the actual, um, let me see, or, or hoodoos <laughs> in, <laughs> in other parts of the, because there's some in like Bryce Canyon that are similar. Um, my God, what kind of rock are you? Yeah, tough, like you said sandstone basically sedimentary rocks that are like very open to being shaped by <laughs> the elements so i think wind mostly in this case um and uh so those fairy chimneys very interesting looking they're they are spread over a wide area they're very well viewed from hot air balloons which is a thing that we also the three of us also did when we were there um and the other piece that draws tourists to Cappadocia, in my opinion, is the super duper um, early Christian history. Um, those, those same uh, rock formations, not just the fairy chimneys, but all the caves and stuff served as good um, hiding places when the Roman Empire was still very much in the hunting Christians down phase. Um, there's a lot of underground churches, underground cities even, that, that um, you can visit that are national parks now. Um, so there's a lot to do. Um, Goreme is the site that we, I think, spent the most time in mm -hmm. when we were there. There's really awesome like cave hotels and stuff. And it's a wine region too. There's wineries. So overall, 10 out of 10 would recommend <laughs> taking a trip there. Um, and there's a lot to see, like I said, because it's a huge geographic area. Um, you can You can get a lot of different experiences in um but i think Gudem is like the, the basic kind of obvious thing to see when you're there uh, so I'll, I'll shut up what, what about you guys what are your <laughs> memories or opinions about Cappadocia? um yeah so i think Gudem is really really amazing even as someone like i'm not super interested in early christian art or anything like that but Gudem is really cool there's a lot of really fucked up early Christian like monks <laughs> chaining themselves to caves and all sorts of weird stories. Um, the underground city, I think it's called Kaimakla is the biggest yeah. one, yeah. Um, is really cool. They've excavated at the last time I was there, just a couple years ago, they've excavated like three or four stories underground, but there's at least 10. Um, so it's like a huge site. And there's also kind of the inverse in like the larger fairy chimney slash mountain in um, the area that are like cities above the ground that were also used in the same way. And I made a list of all of the empires that have ruled over that land and recorded history because it's like crazy. So first uh, recorded one was the Hittite empire. And then when they went, the Lydians came in, then the Persians, then Alexander the Great, then the Persians again, then the Seleucid Empire, then the Romans, then the Armenians, then the Pontic Empire, then the Byzantine Empire, then the Seljuk Turks, then the Karaman Turks, then the Ottomans, and now 
the Turkish Republic. So it's got a lot of history and it's a super interesting place. Yeah, I don't have much to add except that those caves um, are really famous in like early Christian saints um, stories where they're like lost in caves or hiding in caves. Um, the geography is really crazy. Um, I went to Cappadocia for a second time after we went together and we went to this really nice valley that also has a lot of caves, but it was more lush because the Cappadocia, like the general landscape is really dry. So that was also interesting. Um, another weird, interesting tidbit is all the like 18th, 19th century graffiti that you see <laughs> is like John, a British soldier was here 1825 or whatever. Um, and um, you see a lot of that. There's also like the, the churches has been, have been restored a lot, like the cave churches. And um, I think in those churches are also famous because of the iconography, like it's, um, it's a more like African looking Jesus, right? Like a darker Jesus than, you know, the Catholic traditional Jesus, if I remember right. Um, I might be wrong about this, um, but I think those are my, <laughs> my things to add after everything you guys have said. And the name, oh, and there's this really cool rock formations, like they're called like castles. They're just like giant rocks. Um, that are like basic well there was one town where it was like basically in the middle of the town it was giant rock and also something that a lot of people including us do in Cappadocia is go on a hot air balloon ride to see everything would recommend um, you do have to get up early but I think it's it's really nice and apparently um, the Cappadocian landscape was um, heavily featured in the winter sleep um, famous Turkish movie which I have to admit I have not watched, um, but it's like a very famous Turkish movie that won the uh, fun, the gold palm, whatever, in Khan. It was boring. All of his movies are boring. So like, <laughs> that, I mean, but he like does it on purpose. He's like this director, Nuri Bilge Ceylan. He's like, I'm first and foremost a photographer, so I want my movies to be like photographed. So he uses these really long shots and doesn't move the camera. And so that makes for like a much slower pace of movie, which to some is art to me is boring. <laughs> <laughs> there was some movie that I watched that he made. Wait, Ozak. I watched Ozak. That one wasn't oh. that boring. It had it had a, a plot. Okay. Um, it is a depressing movie, though, but I liked it because I like very depressing movies. <laughs> well, and Once Upon a Time in Anatolia is also supposed to be really mm -hmm. good. Yeah, that one has that one has a plot. There's like a murder and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what do you guys think about um, like how this all connects? Because, like I said, my only theory is that it's old, and the producers felt like showing another pretty old part of Turkey. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's well, kind my, of like when we went to Nemrut for no explicable reason, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I don't uh, understand how, and they're, as they said, they're like 100 miles apart or whatever. So I don't really understand. Yeah. But I think also it could be the whole caves thing that you just mentioned, Sammy. Like Cappadocia has a pretty um, well-known cave system. Mm. So it just made me think of that. Maybe there's purple stones below where they haven't excavated yet. Possibly. And maybe. It's also like very central in 
um, Anatolia. So maybe there's something to that. Very true. Other than that, I mean, if they want to bring like religion into it, I guess they're going to have something to do with it, but it doesn't feel like they're going to go there. No, we will see. I feel like it's going to be something that makes no sense. Because <laughs> uh, yeah. you know me, I have zero faith in our friends. Yeah, and I, I just don't think like, I guess I don't know, but I don't think that the civilization that built Gobekli Tepe was as far into the center of Anatolia as that. So, yeah. Uh-oh. They're probably like closer to, you know, the civilizations that did those like burial mounds, mm-hmm. in the Bronze Age. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's more, it's, I mean, obviously I'm not a historian and I know very little about ancient Anatolian history, but because like, remember when we went to Bulgaria, they said that like, the, that's where through where people migrated out of Africa, mm-hmm. the Balkans. So I don't know. That's my conjecture. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I hope they have a good explanation for it. <laughs> I have zero trust. Maybe it's like just like a shortcut and like this whole thing is just like a highway around the earth. And that's the whole point. I mean, I think maybe probably it's just like, like obviously not accurate to history, but like people knew about Gobek the Tepe and its properties this whole time and you know whoever the maybe it was like Atiyah's whole lineage or whatever um, protecting this holy site and like Kapodok is also holy because of all the early Christian stuff so I, I, I can definitely see them taking it in a sort of biblical direction or like bringing in some of the Abrahamic elements rather than like all this pagan stuff or like refuting all the Abrahamic stuff and being like actually Atiyah is the goddess of fertility (laughs) (laughs) I do feel like it's going to start going in the direction of Atiyah as I don't know if like a deity is maybe too much but like reincarnated deity something what would that make Zuhir then the grandma is Zuhre still, she is still wandering around in this dimension. Yeah, right? I think she's yes. still alive. Yeah. Okay. yeah, they showed her in some of the scenes. Yeah, so she's got to come back at some point. Yeah. I don't know, but it'll be fun to go to Cappadocia. Yep. Indeed. Um. All right. Shall we move on? Yes. Okay, so now we are going to do our favorite and final section, which is what the fuck, Sultan of Success, and Fatma's hit list. So, what the fuck? Okay, let's see. (laughs) What the fuck? uh, Nazim's sweat in the library. (laughs) I don't know if you guys noticed, but he's literally like, dripping his face is dripping with sweat it's very weird and random i guess they just were like in a weird room and he was like sweating really stimulated by all the history (laughs) history. 
I have what the fuck Melek and Sardar's relationship. Like, I don't get it. I'm going to need more explanation if it continues in this direction. AKA them having a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> and then my final is, okay, I loved Atie's dress at the wedding. I thought she looked beautiful, mm. but why were her bra the, cups showing? Yeah, the bra thing. I think that's part of the dress, but it was bizarre. It was weird. Just pull it up like half an inch and it would have been perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Because it didn't look like a designed, like, pretty, like, bralette kind of. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird. I didn't get yeah. it. Yeah. that nobody's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> was it? It's, yeah, it's deep. Deep thoughts, <laughs> like, set up, like, speeches in every episode. Oh, my God. I can't. I literally, like, she starts talking and my eyes just glaze over and I don't have the ability to read the subtitles <laughs> anymore. It rolled all the way back to your What are your guys's what the fucks? Um, mine, I, I had a couple, but I don't think they're what, uh, what the fucky anymore. <laughs> um, a little girl, kind of weird. Yeah. The sit up dying when she was 16. And then my real what the fuck, um, is in her whole crying monologue, um, Elif says that she, that Ozan was her childhood crush and she always dreamed of marry, marrying him. Ew. Um, and I thought that was really disturbing. Yeah, I, I would just like blanket what the fuck to their family relationship, the show's treatment of adopted families. Yes. The whole thing is fucking bizarre because yet again, this episode, like, um, oh yeah, Elif was like, oh yes, and my brother is all I have. It's like, wait a second, you have two brothers actually. So, yeah, yeah. Parents. Like, and parents. And not... parents. Yeah, yeah. So the whole thing is really weird. Yeah, it's fucked. My WTFs are, um, we've talked about the alien comms unit slash barbecue, um, but just like, <laughs> what the rains, like, what, impractical. Also and you very, can close it. Very easy to walk into, like, mm-hmm. walk up to, as we saw with, like, Ozan and Medic both separately, like, barging into his whole setup there. I mean, he has this house that he built with his endless resources. Why not build an evil bunker? Well, and... Does Serdar seem like a really like a believable like grill guy? Like, is he out there like grilling stuff for the family? Yeah, like, like no way. Exactly, what is he telling his family that he's doing there? If he's seriously like, I'm out here grilling, like, <laughs> like there's no fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> well, he has a desk, I guess, where he's supposedly working. He's like, but he's also like not working because he's so sick, right? It's like the other like, so what's going on here? I don't know. It's sketchy. And then the pea stick thing, which I already talked about. I'm going <laughs> to repeat that. And then Edith apologizing to that pig. Hold on. Ugh. Yeah. Not okay. But also what she's doing is not okay either. With the, like, trying to have a baby just to box him in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sultan of success. That's kind of a tough one this episode. <laughs> yeah, it was real tough. Um, I guess I would go with Atiye. It's hard to go for anyone else. She seems yeah. to be putting everyone's lives together. She was not scared in that scary library. That was a big accomplishment. My only other uh, vote would be Sardar because he got Erhan married. Um, he got the info from Erhan. He's like on top of his shit. But he seemed kind of yeah. off his game when Atiyah showed up. Yeah, that's so reaction maybe... weird. Yeah, and, and when set up also. Um, oh, yeah. Like 
the whole setup thing. Mm-hmm. That was weird. I think he wasn't expecting. That's true. Okay, so we can give it to Atia this time. She deserves it. She's gonna have some tough times ahead. Yeah, I think. totally. <laughs> um, Fatma's hit list. I feel like we can give a unanimous nazam to this. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I get. I mean, I didn't dislike him that much, but yeah, we can give it to. Him. You didn't dislike him that Sophia's much. Sophia's out here like hating everyone, and she's like, yeah, "He's fine." <laughs> she wants, still wants to murder the nice old writer. Yeah, Nazem, yeah. but Nazem's uh, fine. <laughs> he's exploiting her oh story. He's already been exploited by everyone in her life, and he's gonna make a shit ton of money. And Fatma's gonna be crying about her dead child wow. and her idiotic so ex-husband. Oh so my god! By a totally <laughs> harmless so character. funny. <laughs> <laughs> um okay awesome it is great Uh, (laughs) glad we all agree and and still the writer from Fusma. no (laughs) (laughs) um thank you guys all so much for listening and next time we will be talking about season two episode four